Hokey pokey dokey. Hokey pokey. So far, nothing is going wrong. We got eight gigs of RAM on this one. We got eight gigs. Which that's as many as mine. Twice as many as I had on the other MacBook. Now nothing, nothing will stop. So many gigs. Ain't nothing gonna get me down. Ain't nothing gonna make me brown. You clown. Okay. So I need. You're not polyracial. I'm. I'm max racial. Okay. Um. So what's your net gear? Net gear one. Yeah. I'll take that. What's your password? You uh, can tell me. Oh, Grand. it's Grand Iris. Four nineteen. Hold on. It's yeah. I think it's four nineteen. Yeah. Yep. That seems to be it. Okay. We're good, Jeff. Okay, I'll let him do it. It's fine. Okay. Um. Cause I need the Cinema Underground podcast Gmail account for some shizzle. My nizzle, my dizzle. Let's see if that's still working. Let's move. Oh, it's all still moving along real smooth, like real slowly. Who stabbed this with a knife? Everybody. Every day. Why do I even question myself? It is 419. Yeah, that's what's up. Okay, so now I need to get my docky up. Your dizzles? My doc doc, diggity doc doc. Dossier. My dossier. You know I'm straight. You know I'm gay. Alright. So I gotta get my other things up here from beyond. And. From beyond. Yeah, I forgot what happened. Fuck my ass. What else? Really? Yeah, that's why I'm a fan of notes. Ricky. Not super duper sick, but kind of. That girl. Okay, let's check that recording. Still going. Still blowing. It's still Ooh, blowing. Ooh, that smell. Ooh, that smell. When Sorry. I smell it from you, you can do it too. How do we all sound? I don't know. <laughs> Losers. Bruza. I can see how you sound, though. Uh, okay. Imagine I'm that. seeing how. Oh, okay. Hello. Mm. I Jeff. can see sounds. Mm, I can see sounds. I can feel people. I see dead With my people. hands. I see dead people. I see butts. I see. I, I see, see Daniel are. Craig. <laughs> I see you, P. <laughs> Do you now? I see HP. HP. Lovecraft. Lovecraftian dialects. Mm-hmm. Non-Euclidean geometry. I see Cthulhu. I see you, P. I see Dagon. I see you, Dagon, and raise you a Yogg-Sothoth. Uh, that's <laughs> what I was going to say. Yogg-Sothoth. Okay, we might as well just get into it then. Wait, does it sound good? It looks good. Are you sure? I mean, look. Use your, use your <laughs> imagination. Use your, use your, your eye. Play it back and make, make sure it sounds good. Well, I mean, yeah, we can do that. Clap, clip, clip, it, clap, clap, click, click, clap, clip. Bop, Everybody, bop. boom, bop, bip. Okay, think we're good. Okay. Welcome to the Cinema Underground. Four dudes talk about four movies. We have a special subject this week. 
and it is HP Lovecraft. Lovecraft. Packard Lovecraft. Lovecraft, yeah. baby Lovecraft. Ooh, good As one. Every other podcast is going to do an episode about Lovecraft, and so are we, by God. It's true. It's true. Except we're mm-hmm. you know we're going to do it different, I guess, because we're going to talk about movies. Mm-hmm. We're talking about two movies in particular. The first pick is my pick. I'll, I'll do introductions here. Patrick Corey in the house. What up? What up? It's Mark Kitchen. That's Mark Kitchen. Jeff Brandon. Hi. Word. And Andy. Andy Davis. Andy up Davis. Andy D. Okay. Andy D. Bay Bay. Show day. Do it, do it, do it. Okay, so the first one is From Beyond, made in ni- or released in 1986, directed by Stuart Gordon. And I don't remember who the second pick was. Dagon. Dagon. Directed by Stuart Gordon. That was Mark? That's your pick? Correct. Dagon, okay. Wait, directed by the same person? Well, directed by Stuart Gordon. I, I know some things about Stuart Gordon, if you'd like to know them. Nah. Sure. He formed the Screw Theater at the University of Wisconsin. He was a cheese, he was a cheddar goblin. And he was arrested for making a hippie rendition of Peter Pan that was an allegory for the 1968 Democratic Convention, in which the, uh, the police came down hard on everybody. So in this play that they made, the, uh, the hippie dips were the, where they were the lost boys and the pirates were like the police. And they went around beating each other. And at some point, uh, wait, I have, this is what I have to look at. So at one point in the play, there's a series of new dancers, basically, when they're, oh, when they're going to fly and the fairy dust is LSD in this place, so they drop the LSD on each other's tongues and like, you just have to think happy thoughts. <laughs> and then there's a huge new dance sequence, and that's why they all got arrested, because they got arrested on, uh, what do you call that, indecency? Public indecency. Public indecency. Indecent exposure. Yeah. So after college, he moved to... Wait, what's a Cheddar Goblin? Cheddar Goblin is uh, a Wisconsinite. Somebody from Wisconsin, because they eat a lot of, you know, the cheese, like they have the cheese heads and stuff. You know what I was just thinking, though? Well, you know what well, that reminded me of? It reminded me of, you know, when um, Nicolas Cage goes back into the house and Mandy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then he, the TV? Yeah. Cheddar mm-hmm. Goblin. Is that a Cheddar Goblin? That's yeah. Cheddar Goblin. Is that, it's, are they related? Uh, vaguely. Just the, I think they heard the word Cheddar Goblin. Just in, just in looks. Yeah. They're just in looks. Okay. I think they just used that phrase, Cheddar Goblin, because it's funny. <laughs> Probably. There might be something more to that. But, you know, since we're reminiscing about the past, uh, that Cheddar Goblin skit, when we did our recorded uh, Mandy thing, we didn't me- I didn't know at the time that that skit was done by people from Adult Swim. Really? Yeah, it was. It was done by the people who did Too Many Chefs. Have you seen Too Many Chefs? <laughs> yeah. Too yeah. Many Cooks. Too Many, too many Cooks. <laughs> too Many Wait, Cooks. that actual footage from in the TV? It- from that? Yeah, those guys made that. It wasn't Paris oh, Cosmatos. It was they made it for the movie. Right. It commission. Commission? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. It's very cool. That makes sense. That it makes so much yeah. more sense now, right? Yeah. Because it's so out of place. Yeah, it is. <laughs> we're trying to, or I was trying to like place it in the movie. I was like, what is Cosmatos trying to tell oh, me? Of course, it's an adult swim yeah. commercial. So it's, it's too many cooks, so that's the, that's the level we're dealing with there. Pretty sweet. Brilliant. And also, I think they had the same people who did uh, your, pretty phrase, your Pretty Phrase is Going to Hell. Mm-hmm. Which is also pretty sweet. But yeah, so that's just, you know, throwing that back out there. So back to Stuart Gordon. So after college, he moved to Chicago to form the Organic Theater Company. And he met a lot of people there. He met like Eugene Levy, all the Chicago dudes, like, you know, Bill Murray, all the Second City TV people. Those guys, a lot of good actors that I don't really remember the names of off the top of my head that he was talking about in this interview I watched with him. I'm trying to think. I want to say, like, John Hurt or somebody like that, maybe. I, but oh, classy, classy. No, but it probably wasn't him. I'm thinking of, who's Angelina Jolie's dad? I want to say it was him. John Voight? 
Boy, that might be it, but maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, so he meets Brian Yuzna, who will go on to produce his films, and they start talking about, I'm just going to frame this like it was Brian Yuzna and Stuart Gordon, because I don't really remember who it was, but it would make sense if it was Brian Yuzna, so let's just do it that way. So he was discussing um, zombie movies with him, and how like Frankenstein was like the first zombie movie, and he was saying there should be more, I mean, at the time there weren't a lot of zombie movies coming out, it's not like now, where every mm-hmm. other thing is a zombie thing. So they're saying like what would you know what was the first zombie stuff and Brian Yuzna brings up Herbert West Reanimator, mm. and then so Stuart Gordon loves Lovecraft. He had read them all the time when he was a kid, but he hadn't in many years. And he in all his Lovecraft time, he had never gotten around to reading Herbert Qu- Herbert West Reanimator. So he goes back and he reads it and decides he wants to make that. So and originally he wanted to make it a television series for PBS. So that's where he meets Jeff, <laughs> meets the Je- Jeffrey Combs who plays Herbert West. He meets him through PBS. Then they decide that they're gonna. It's not gonna fly as a uh, public, as a, access, as a public access or public broadcast show. Yeah, it's not gonna work. So they then try to get it produced through uh, Stuart Gordon's theater company with a bunch of fancy pants, and they're like, "This is this goofy horror movie. We're not doing it." So he's like, "I'll do it myself. Whatever, whatever, whatever." And yeah. So then they to make the movie, the first movie. Uh, Wait, which movie? Oh, Herbert West Reanimator. They took everybody to the morgue so they could see dead bodies and stuff. And allegedly, the gallows humor that you see starting in Reanimator and going through to Dagon from beyond started because of the, uh, the, the uh, what do you call those people? The mort- not the morticians. What do you call those fucks? Undertaker? No. Uh, oh, the pathologist. I was trying to think of oh. the fancy thing. Okay, yeah, the pathologist. Yeah, they probably had They were goofy. They were very silly, apparently. So that's <laughs> where they got the idea that this could also be funny, and they should try that angle. And that would influence the rest of his films. And it won the Critics' Prize at Cannes, which is kind of surprising. If you've seen Reanimator, picturing it winning <laughs> a prize at Cannes is just odd. I can't really picture the environment in which that would have taken place. What but, award? Uh, the Cannes Film Festival Prize the, won the Critics' Prize, mm. which is even weirder because you know, critics right. are usually like... Right, it's sort like, of a strange... It's, it's, a, it's goofy, no. <laughs> it's yeah. silly, it's campy. Like You wouldn't expect that at all. So, but it, rec- it received a three-picture deal that forced him to, oh, with, uh, what's that guy? De Laurentiis, the guy who worked with David Lynch. He worked with a lot of people. De Laurentiis is a weirdo. He moved him to Italy. So the next few films would be produced in Italy, including the the next, the two films that we're going to talk about today. And, yeah. So, yeah. And I think, I believe his next film, the first one made in Italy, was From Beyond, which is the first one we're going to talk about. And 1986, Stuart Gordon. He's a beautiful man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I don't know, there's a few things that are interesting about this movie. For instance, uh, he was scolded by the MPAA, apparently. For what? For the eye-sucking scene. Oh, oh yeah, not, they didn't like not that. the dominatrix, not the dominatrix that stuff? That, too. Some of that was cut, too, yeah. Yeah. The dominatrix stuff, definitely, they cut, they had to, I saw the director's cut, so I saw all the eye-sucking and its eye-sucking glory, but mm. apparently in the it earlier... that much edits, of it, but... Apparently, like, you know how, like, it zooms in? Like, there's the eye sucking, but then it zooms into the gaping hole of her eye. Mm-hmm. Apparently that was cut in the original theatrical cut of the film. Yeah. So, yeah. Huh. And then it was... Can't, you can't show well, gape in films. You don't... They don't like gape. Mm-hmm. No. Well, they wanted to give them uh, probably an X rating because that's how it used to be. It used to be you either get... An, if you don't get the R rating, you get the X rating, you get zero distribution, your film is fucked. Right. And that's the end of it for well, you. Well, apparently they didn't get much anyways because they lost out on like $3 million or something. Well, you, yeah. <laughs> you hear you hear stories like John Carpenter, like when he recut, uh, didn't, when he lacked, didn't, when he had to meet the MPA to do Assault on Precinct 13, they had the scene where the girl gets run over by the car. 
they told him he had to cut scenes. He agreed to cut it, took it back, and then handed it back without cutting anything. And they were like, oh, good, thank you. And that was it. The thing is, though, is like a, th- today that would be totally fine. Oh, yeah. I mean, what, uh, getting a kid killed? For or the eye sucking? No, the eye sucking. Oh, any of it, yeah. Definitely. Or all of it, it's yeah. Completely different standards now. But also, you have. What standards? Like the NBA standards. Have you exactly. seen, there's a movie, uh, the, was I talking with you about that? Yeah. There's a, a documentary about the NBA. They hire these, uh, the private detective to figure out who they are. They're all like, these just old fucks, just these old, like. Ex parent types. Ex, yeah. And... Christians who are just like, just, you know, assholes, basically. Right. What were the two movies that they focused on that they really didn't like? Hmm? What was the movies that uh, they really didn't like? I don't remember from that time. I haven't seen that in forever. Yeah. But yeah, there's five... There's mo- something tame. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, that transgender movie? Uh, oh, The Crying Game? Yeah, maybe. It was probably or, The Crying Game. Yeah. I want to say. It was an artisan. Remember mm-hmm. we in the 90s, we had artisan pictures, which was like just anything artsy, and you knew it was because it had art in the name. So like <laughs> The Crying Game... <laughs> And there was like Miramax was like the Disney's art art house bullshit, and their Dimension was their horror film outlet, which released a lot of like Fun stuff, you know, yeah, crying game. But yeah, um, also another MPA anecdote: uh, Trey Parker, Matt Stone, originally bigger, longer, and uncut was supposed to be called South Park. All hell breaks loose, and the MPA said no. They said okay, we'll change it. Then they changed it to bigger, longer, uncut. The MPA was fine <laughs> with that. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. So they can be they All can hell be tricks loose. Yeah, that was the original title. All hell breaks loose. That's what they were so offended by. What? <laughs> well, they're just old, confused white people. And it seems like, but it's like not even that long ago. Oh, actually, well, that was like, like 95, yeah. 96, yeah. 98, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 98. Yeah, around there. Yeah, yeah. that's been around for. You guys, yeah, have, you, have you watched the new season of South Park? Are you watching that? I've seen not. two of them, I mm. think. I've seen none of them. They're bringing them. They brought back a lot of old characters. Towley, right? No. And Towley, Mr. Hanky, Satan. What about Man Bear Pig? Man Bear Pig. Mm. Man Bear Pig. Man Bear Pig. And Al Gore. Of course. And Al Gore's. Oh man. Super serious. Anyway, let's not get into that. Well, yeah. That'll be We're a getting tangent. sidetracked. That'll be uh, a, all right. quite a tangent to get onto. Okay, It'll well, be the South Park episode. Yeah. Right. Oh, so anyway, about the, the director's cut. Apparently that footage that was cut was originally lost, but someone found it on like the floor of like the old cutting room, and they gave it back to him. Because he was looking for How it. How long was it lost for? 20 years. It was still on the floor? Yep. That's... Trust me, that's not what happened. What, <laughs> what, prob- what, I, what, sounds, what I remember really happened was... It was just, like, filed away somewhere, right. you know? But, you know, you hear the phrase on the cutting room floor. I was going for that, mm. that dynamic. But you forced me out of it. So. You ruined it. You ru- fucking ruined it. No, you ruined it, Pat. Your delivery, awful. Oh, all right. It's just, I hear voices. <sighs> I hear voices. Yes, that's true. Okay. We should get that checked out. Mm. Wait, it's downstairs. downstairs. Do you have neighbors now? No. Steve's down there. Listening to something, probably. Listen, oh, listen to NPR. He's yes. not down there. Yeah. Oh, he's down he there. All right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, From Beyond was shot anyway. in Italy with an Italian crew in order to save money. Gordon says that the, f- the film would have cost $15 million to make in the United States, whereas in the foreign production enabled him to hold costs to approximately two and a half million bucks. <laughs> it's pretty cheap for a, for a movie like that with all those crazy special effects. That's true. They were pretty good special effects for the time. There was a lot of good practical not effects. Bad, not bad. Pretty amazing. 
I like the the. Yeah. Is it bad that that movie made me hungry over and over again? Like those little flying phantom eel things. I was like, ooh, they're probably delicious. Uh, the huh. third dimensional or sixth yeah. dimensional phantom eel. Mm-hmm. I, they did not appeal to me on that level. Oh. I thought the uh, I thought the big one in the basement was cool. The mm-hmm. big uh, yeah, the big sucker, the big fish wormy thing, thing. that mm-hmm. sucks up Herbert, not Herbert. Oh Walsh, yeah, but... he sucks him up and he comes out all hairless. Yeah. Yep, he comes out nice and hairless. You play at Crawford Tillinghast, mm-hmm. not Herbert West, even though they're essentially the same character to me. Yeah. Of course, Herbert West was more menacing. Yep. Herbert, Herbert West is reanimated? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's and the actor's name? Uh, that's Jeffrey Combs. And, of course, Barbara Crampton is in this movie, as well as uh, Herbert and West reanimator. And sh- there's Barbaras and other people with their same names, too, in, the, in both these movies. Oh. Barbara, that's the guy's name, and Bar- or the girls, the girl. Oh yeah, the girl and Dagon. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that makes sense. Maybe they're they're having fun. We're having a little fun with that. Mm-hmm. A little Barbara Crampton esque. Well, Barbara Cramptonite. Barbara Crampton's a she's a she's a beautiful lady, beautiful woman. She's good in this. Nice. She's a doctor. She's stuff. the doctor. What? She's got nice stuff. She's got nice business. She mm-hmm. dresses. She gets all turned on by the machine because apparently, if you stimulate the pineal gland, you get super horn horn mm-hmm. out of nowhere. It's which actually a reference for the prostate gland. I'm convinced. Oh uh, well, I mean, there, there is a pineal gland, and it does produce something similar to DMT allegedly, right. which is you know I think that's where they're going with this movie. Other dimensions, you know. Mm-hmm. Another yep. dimension. You're gonna go to another dimension. Another pretty colors. All red and cool, blues. red and blue, and the vibrating noise whistles, mm-hmm. and the fucking the intro the introduction of this movie is pretty sweet with the with fat the lady and the dog and, and the yeah maggot maggot. I don't know what are you talking about maggots. Oh, during the credit during the opening credits, there's a bunch of maggots in the background. Oh, but the dog, yeah, the dog. I was rooting for that dog to be eaten, eaten Edward, eaten Edward style. Yeah, mm-hmm. Doctor Pretorius. Mm-hmm. He's a cool name. He was a weird guy. He liked to get weird. He so, was so the eye. My favorite part probably is um, one of my favorite just the, the imagery is with the eye the eye coming out. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the pineal gland like popping the out. Super yeah. duper pineal. Yeah, it's gland. very unsettling. And he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, oh, oh, oh it's like, yeah. so horny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's horny, like squinting, hungry. He's like. It's like a boner. It's supposed to be like a boner. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting all hard and it's popping out of there. It's like a long skinny boner just floating around in space. Oh, I, oh, I thought I read that they uh, they didn't like the like the pineal biting scene either. Oh, and he bites off the pineal. It's very castration style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got that. Uh, I thought I read that the That's... they didn't like that and they cut it. Well, I liked it. Maybe they did cut it from the original version. It was in the one I saw. It was in the director's cut. So. That's yeah. weird. I mean, it's not like it's a real appendage. But it, you know, you know, it's a, re- it's a it's, reference. It's very penile like. It's peeny. Sort of. Kind of peeny. Phallic-ish. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a dick on your head. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a dick different. on your head. Don't bite my head it's dick. It's like when you get like one of them head suction dick. cup to go. Head dick. <laughs> yeah. Forehead. Don't bite my head dick off. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> you wouldn't. Stop it. You wouldn't want that. No. You wouldn't. <laughs> it's just rude. It's a rude thing to do. <laughs> it's not nice. Also, not treating, treating mental patients in the 80s was pretty rude. Yeah, this guy just, when she walks in, it was this very Silence of the Lambs scene where she walks in she, to make sure to check out every mental patient she can, and the one guy's just beaten off. Yep. And 
I expected someone to throw shit at her because I remembered that, but maybe that was that was just Silence of the Lambs, I guess. Well, he throws cum at her in Silence of the Lambs. Is it cum? Yeah. I thought it was shit. Is it? That's... Could have been a mo. It could have been a mix. Let us know. Write a review. Right, right, right right tell you. us what they We want to know, was it piss or was it shit or was it cum? It was one of the three or all three. We want to know which it was. Include pictures if you must. Piss, <laughs> shit, cum. Uh, blood. Mixture. Mixture, blood. Mung. Mung, gaunch, mm-hmm. wait, um, um, wet. Wait, mung, mung. What's that? Meh. Why do I need to explain it? I mean, I've heard Whatever. of it. I just don't know. I'll tell you when you're older. <laughs> I've heard of it. Thank I'm you. pretty sure. I think I knew it one one time. Anyways, um, mucus. Yeah. Any of these things, it could have been bile. Mm-hmm. Bile. It's also another bile. Mix all these together. It's a fluid. Yeah, bile. Stomach. Acids and so forth. Yes, sir. <clears throat> so anyway, the Dinacita, which was Dino De Laurentiis' uh, film company, it was actually it was seized by the government for non-payment of taxes and sold to Empire Studios, which I don't think Empire released this though. I think okay, so uh, when was I think that? Was I want to say it was New Line released this. Was that after this movie? I think or it was. At, uh, it just says it was distributed by Empire around here. Okay, so so it was sold to Empire, and then it was distributed by Empire. Okay, but but not you know De Laurentiis's because it was seized from the Italy's. So yeah, it was. Sh- Sh- Gordon shot his film Dolls at the same time. Oh yeah, Dolls was shot simultaneously simultaneously as From Beyond. Have you ever seen Dolls? No. no. I don't know if I've ever seen Dolls. I just remember seeing it in the video store. And Wait, what is really that? It's really creepy. It's another Stuart Gordon picture. Oh, okay. It's just like living dolls. I don't know. The classic. Like Toy, Toy Story. Dolls. Like, exactly like Toy Story 3. It's completely menacing and unsettling. And there's that scene of Toy Story 3 at the end where they all accept their own death and hold hands and go into the fire together. Hmm. That's pretty good. Did that happen? Well, they don't go. Yeah, I think the so. They almost do. They all just hold hands and accept three. their own death. Yeah, yeah. it's Toy Story. Three. I think there's a oh, yeah. fourth one coming out in at least in the mix. In the mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Okay, according to Gordon, securing an R rating from the MPAA was a challenging ordeal. He quotes them as initially saying he presented a cut of the film ten, with ten times too much of everything. He was ultimately able to get away with making small trims without removing any entire sequences from the film. We talked about that earlier, but mm-hmm. small trims, I don't know. I guess the couple of seconds that it took to pan right. into that eyeball. Or not that, yeah. But, and also, or where did the, the, the black dude come from? He was just, all of a sudden, he was there. Well, he was, he was guarded. <laughs> he, he they was assigned cop. him, yeah, he was a yes. cop, was detective a cop. type guy. He, they were, he uh, was assigned to um, protect... Or you know, Protectors watch from the uh, from what's his name? Yeah, Crawford. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because okay, it was a silly arrangement to begin with. I mean, well, yeah, he was assigned. Yeah. Right, because right, like they thought he was a murderer. Yeah, Doctor Catherine McMichaels wants to take him back to simulate the uh, to simulate the experiment. Hey, can you... okay. So the resonator. Let's talk about that resonator. It resonates. Yeah, it does resonate. Let's it's move on. Cool. But it, mo- <laughs> it resonates in your brain. Was it your the? Brainy it stimulates the pineal gland, makes it all hard. 
It makes it all yes. right. Yeah, so the first the time it makes it all DMT like. Yeah. There's all there's DMT the monsters live. that are there all the time, but then you create this field and they it can interact. Yeah, you can. They right. can see you, and you can see them. So the first time he turned it on, like only one of the little like yeah. tuning forks was oh. yeah. vibrating. Right. That's kind of cool. It was just like a that. small field, but then they never they never went lower again. You know what? You, it, it's kind of dumb. Hmm. Like oh. So he comes back yeah. after this fucking terrible thing happened, and he's just like, well, let's just turn it all the way up again. Pump it up. Pump up the volume. Why wouldn't you just, like, 11. turn up one? Look, pump it. here's these fucking crazy things. Mm, now let's like turn it, it off. Yeah. Everybody, everything would have been fine if they had just... Well, up to a point, but then later in the movie, they when they cut all the cords, the cords start, like, going through things to get to each other and attaching to one another so they can turn on the machine themselves. Yeah. It's turning itself on! That's what he says. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... And cords <laughs> don't have pineal glands. Mm, they kind of are pineal glands. Uh, but yeah, if he had just mm. gone for the one switch, you know. Flawless. Flawless victory. Like, uh, the doctor probably would n- never would have been well, seduced by it. Did you ever consider that the, his personality, he's like, once he like goes up to like a certain level of something, he's yeah. like, I can't, I can't yeah. go down. Right, that's what know? I thought. That's yeah. what I think happened. That's, he's probably just, you know... Uh, especially Doctor. Yeah, are we talking about Doctor Pretorius? No, because he's the one. I mean, Doctor Pretorius was pretty fucked up to begin with. Well, like, yeah, but he died. He did die. No, we're talking about uh, Tillinghast. Tillinghast. Crawford. Crawford Tillinghast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he might have been fucked up too. Who knows? I mean, uh, he was just trying to prove the like, uh, he likes exact scenario that he went through, or the, you know. yeah. Yeah. I like the sexual tension between Tillinghast and uh, Mick. Mc, McMasters or whatever her name is McMassifin McMichaels that's yep. it Dr. McMichaels because when they turn on the machine they're all looking in each other's eyes all longingly they're, they're like super about to bone because yep. they're tripping the know? machine doesn't even have to be on for that to happen no it didn't later because yeah. she gets she gets in a mirror and she's putting on all of the leather gear she finds in Dr. Pretorius's office and when he's all bald and looking real good because he don't got no hair up top or on his eyebrows so or anything, rapes him. Mm-hmm. and he's got a bulbous forehead, she straight rips him. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Sleep rape. Sleep rape. Uh, Still rape. Does it explain this hard-on I've had? Yeah. Says the detective. I feel like he's just trying to get down the whole time. He's like, why is nobody walking around in his underwear? Love? Yeah, I know. Wait, are you talking about? The, the black, black d- d- What's sergeant What's dick man. I don't know. Uh, Ted, maybe? I don't know. No, it's not. It's, uh, wait. Ken... Forey. Ken Forey, I guess. Yeah, Bubba. Bubba Brownlee. That's what his oh, name is. Who fucking came up with Bubba great. Brownlee? That's a great name. Of course it is. Wait, he said that? At one point, he's like, why do, does, that's why I've had this? Yeah, yeah. They're like, because he's it trying to like explain how scientifically after. he's like, he's oh, okay. like, that's why it stimulates sexual after. arousal. He's like, does that explain the hard on I got? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, yeah but nobody that. wants your hard on, dude. That's why I feel bad for him, because the whole time, because he's just walking around with a hard-on in his underpants, just trying to get some love from Dr. McMichaels, and she just only wants the little ratty little... Or Tillinghast. He doesn't seem to mind. Tillinghast might be down with that. He is mm-hmm. very obscure he and that ambiguous. Seemed... Was... It's weird. His relationship with Pretorius is kind of weird. It is kind of weird. He says he's like he would bring women, and it would end in screams... And I would just sit there and listen. It's like, well, you should have could have left. Go to a bar or something. Or, like, turn up the TV. Or, like, just stop putting your ear to stop the being door. So beta. Stop, you yeah. don't know that, though. Maybe Pretorius was like, you're going to stay in this lab. And you're going to fucking do this lab work. 
and then he's like, I'm going to go over here, but you're staying in this lab, or maybe that's Pretoria's thing. Maybe it is. I'm sure it was. His little alpha I'm just beta. throwing it out. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I know. think it, it more, must have helped. More than just throwing it. It's out. It's yeah. definitely, I think it's there, man. Okay. I think Dr. Tillinghast has a little bit choice. of a, he's a beta. He's, yeah. a, he's a beta. Can we also call him a bottom? I don't know the a lingo. Cuck. He's a cuck. I think he has a cuck fetish. Mm-hmm. A cuck fetish. Taking all his women. He wants. He says, "You do these." Maybe that's why he's uncomfortable with McMichael's a little bit. Because he's ho- he's hoping, wishing the whole time that Bubba would just. He's like, "Bubba, can you handle this bitch for me so I can go in the corner and do my thing?" <laughs> she's like, "She's all over my D. I'm not comfortable with ladies touching me. Just can you just get in there?" And Bubba's trying to help, and McMichael's isn't having any of that because she's not comfortable with Bubba's big man brownie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, they they do like end up like making out right at least at the very least yeah they make out at some and then she she mounts him while they're in the bed. right and then she rapes him but there's a i mean the rape that's not like a mutual thing yeah well you know well he is a beta we did god i don't i don't want to i don't want to get weird here i'm just saying maybe there is i don't know well it gets like a little bit more alpha ish when the the pineal gland is yeah piney alpha Right, right. I mean, he's sucking eyes and shit. You know, that's right. that's alpha. That's alpha stuff right there. Um, definitely, you don't see beta sucking out eyes. No, all that pent up sexual frustration all those years. He's like, I'm gonna suck out some eyes. Another cool scene was the brain eating scene, where they walk in. He's just like so delicious. Mm-hmm. It's like he's just eating Kentucky Fried Chicken out of the bucket. It's <laughs> yeah, that's great. great. Yeah, it's right. Great. And then, yeah, that. So then that there's that doctor, and then, um, like the bitch. the cunt doctor. Yeah, Doctor Cunt. Exactly. Doctor Cunt. Um, There's always one. It was pretty like so when they bring the one. I mean, I guess it's like it's just a kind of a trope or something, you know. But then Doctor Block, what was her name? Fucking Blockhead. Yeah, but it's like a, it's like a trope or something. But it's like so the after they come back from the uh, mansion or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, McMichael's is going on about some crazy stuff. Yeah, and then Doctor um, Block, Block, Block. 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 Dr. Block. Dr. Blockhead. It's a weird name. Uh, she's like, oh, look, she's crazy, too. Yeah. All right, let's do some electroshock therapy. I know, yeah. She's like a very she's like brutal really... doctor. Yeah, she's scary. That's yeah. scary. She's one of those doctors. That can happen. You can just be thrown in, into the mix. Yeah. She was just you know, so eager to do some electroshock therapy. Oh, she you was, know? She's oh, like, yeah. She was, it was, it was petty revenge. I mean, there was the beginning yeah. of the scene where, where like, she was like, I don't agree with locking people up she's like well i don't agree with using people in your experiments you're exploiting you're exploiting i'm not exploiting me <laughs> yeah. you know so it was petty revenge really very catty very she catty did, very catty get act- together girls the actress did play uh who played her she did a good job in just being a fucking unlikable you, you know what's interesting about that actress though? that's Stuart that. gordon's wife dr block that's, that's Carolyn. What's her name? Wait, Carolyn Purdy. Yeah. yeah. Wife? Her name is Carolyn Purdy Gordon. Oh, okay. She's really? Stuart, Stuart Gordon's really? wife. She was actually what when I mentioned earlier the uh, the new dancing scene that got them arrested. She was one of the new dancers, hmm. and they got married after that. Oh, okay. Because he cool. claims that getting arrested together cemented their relationship. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, huh. It's lovely. It's a lovely story. Huh. Cool. So take a little acid, get a little nude, do a little play, make some in front movies of in front of everybody. He's an exhibitionist. That's Stuart Gordon. Have you seen Stuart Gordon? He looks kind of like a troll. Does he? Ew. Well, I mean, not in a bad like way. Oh, uh, like in a Danny DeVito <laughs> way? Let's, let's look no. at him right now. <laughs> look at him right now. Everyone, get your screens up. Get your devices. Type in Stuart Hands Gordon. Down, screens up. That's right. When I back this thing up. Okay, yep, there he is. There's Stuart Gordon, all right. 
Wait, that's him? That's, that's him. There's a young Stuart Gordon. Looks exactly the same, except his hair is black instead of gray. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's very... He actually looks relatively normal. I just see he's like a trolley kind of like D&D character kind of mm-hmm. guy vibe. I mean, like he's, a, he's clearly a nerd. Smith. He likes Lovecraft. I mean, if you like Lovecraft, you are a nerd. Mm-hmm. There's no mistaking. He looks... Fine. All right. Well, I think he looks like a troll. But Andy thinks he's oh, fine. He thinks like he's an so actual fine. troll, not like an internet troll. Yeah, he looks like a trollish, an, like a D and D troll. Yeah, a he's fantasy kind of troll. Blocked. No, see, I thought you meant an any like he looks like an internet. He looks troll. like a neckbeard. Which I, I'm which, not that. Which an internet troll is like that. That's just a range of things that yeah, you it could possibly be a, look at. Look like. Beard, so, but I would just assume he'd be like he looks like a fucking. He looks weird. He looks kind of like a trolly or something. No, no, no I would say he looks like. I would have said geek or something if that's what I meant. Or like basement dweller. Okay. I'm. I strictly use troll to describe trolls. All right. Well, now I know that. Okay. I'm just not that hip on the internet. I don't understand so what the what, internet is. So um, that scene when they go back and Bubba dies. Oh, Bubba, don't die. Yeah. That Bubba. made me really sad. I really didn't want Bubba to die. Spoiler. Bubba yeah, Bubba. yeah. I was just. What was? Yeah. The, were those like the little bees? bugs? Oh bees? yeah, that was really cool. Bees. bees. Huh? I thought it was weird. I thought it was weird that, uh, like, they were, like, fucking swarming the doctor, well, the two doctors, like, Tillengast and McMasters. Because it was something to do with the light. Because he takes like, the light and he shines were, it they on They were him. swarming the fuck out of him for, like, two minutes. And then he runs upstairs and he's like, oh, I'll get him off them. And then he's, like, devoured in seconds. Yeah, but that's because he, the thing was, because when he shined the light, it turned out it was something to do with the light. But when he put the light directly on. Something they swarmed extra thick, and then he dropped his flashlight, and it went on him. And he was like, "Oh no, it's on me!" And he doesn't think to move for some reason. Right, it was weird. But he did manage to. Uh, he did get eaten up. Yeah. Pretty quick. Yeah. That was actually kind of sweet. Yeah. Sweet piranha style. Effects, piranha style. Oh, maybe they were just little uh, tiny piranhas. Like, quick, break the machine. They spray the fire extinguisher. Oh, that. Because fire extinguishers like, solve all your problems. If it is an '80s horror or sci-fi film, all you need is a fire extinguisher. That's you can it. Blind it. Good. Blind I like it. How they, moisten it. Oh yeah. I like how they sprayed it once, and then it kind of dripped a little, and it started working again. They're like, just get it one more time. That'll kill it, and it did. Yeah. You're right. But they didn't think of smashing it after. Like wait, smashy, yeah, smashy. wait, wait. According to this, this movie only made one point two million dollars. Yeah, didn't even make its money back. And the budget was four point five. I thought it was three point two or something. It says Wiki says four point five. Well, well I'm, I'm talking speaking from an interview, so I don't know. Might be there might be a discrepancy that's there. Awful. Well, that happens, that happens far more that than you like, think. Just this is, this wait. This is from the 80s. We remember with the 50s movies, the, what they made more I mean, everybody lo- loses that. money on movies. I mean, not just Stuart Gordon. I mean, fucking, uh, what's his face? Orson Welles has lost lots of money on different movies, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Touch of Evil, which was amazing. We've just happened to be only covering movies that everyone apparently liked. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we, mm. we definitely covered some movies that didn't make a ton of money. But. Right. And, or some that didn't make any, or the some that are negative, like this one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the thing is, is like Reanimator was kind of a lightning in the bottle situation, mm-hmm. and you kept doing it for the next twenty years, and yeah, it's not gonna, it just doesn't fit quite right. Mm-hmm. And this movie is not as quite as like funny, or there's something about Reanimator that's very gets in, Goofy. gets under your skin, and, mm-hmm. and the silliness is like perfectly executed. Here, the silliness is like not 
it's I'm not, not really I don't much think there. It, you're right. I I don't think they purpose the parts that were silly. I didn't think were yeah. intentional. Yeah, there, I mean, you know, I mean, I, God bless Barbara Crampton, but you know, I, I, so the acting in this movie wasn't you know wasn't great. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't great acting. Mm-hmm. I think we'll we'll run into that a little more later uh, in the episode. Oh, yes. But yeah. But overall, it's a fun movie. It's fun. It's a lot of fun to watch. It was fun. Practical effects are really I fun. fun. Mm-hmm. I like the violence, the sex. I like the. I like, I like the house. The, I like the setting. Well, yeah, with Pretorius, his whole thing, like, he's, yeah. he's coming back, you know, from, he's from beyond, and he's all weird, and he's got this new, like, outlook he's got, on he's reality. He's got a new attitude. He's, he's trying to, like, yeah. he's, he's trying, trying to, to be cool. He's trying to hook up. Humans are such easy prey. <laughs> yeah. That's his, that's his, that's his catchphrase or something. But it's yeah. also, because he comes back, he's, like, because he's more, because he was in the BDSM stuff, so oh, he's yeah. more... It's like it, scene, man. It, it's pushed him further in that direction. Yeah, it's a lot of very similar to Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. Think about yeah. it. There's a lot of uh, similarities between future movies and this one, like Future's... like uh, the brain eating and the whole pineal gland deal. Oh, what's this, the movie uh, that has like the pineal relic. gland? Relic. Relic, where relic that beast is the pineal eating, gland. I remember it's relic. eating the hypothalamus and the pineal gland. Wait, relic. Oh. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I With remember the Relic. They get it's like a bug creature. I think you might be thinking of Mimic because yeah. Mimic and Relic. Oh, at the same time. I think of Mimic. I watched both and liked both at the time. Wait, yeah. what's Rel- Relic? Relic, Relic is the one where there's this beast loose in uh, some sort of museum. museum. Yeah, they get this like they get a relic. Oh, you know, and then it turns into a beast, very Lovecraftian. Mm-hmm. As anything, Mimic was I sort think. of Lovecraftian too. You know. Mm-hmm. Wait, I'm because Mimic was in a museum too. Was it? Was it? I can't remember. I don't know. I remember that Mia Sorvino was in it. That's all I remember. All right. Is that that squat Mia, little old Mia. lady? No, Mia no. was a blonde. She was in Summer of Sam. She was in Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. She was a lady that was in movies, but isn't anymore. Cute little blonde girl. She's a very cute little blonde girl. Who? She was also in Mighty Aphrodite. She was also in, like, a Three Musketeers movie. There you go. And something, like, really big. Oh, you guys are good at remembering actresses. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you should see my scrapbooks. You're a scrapper? What? No. What are you talking Nothing. <laughs> so, yeah. Barbara Crampton, on the similar note, is very cute and blonde. And she's on Twitter. We're, I'm, we are, as a group, following her on Twitter. Not too closely. Nothing creepy about it. Who? Barbara, Barbara Crampton. Crampton. Oh, yeah. okay. Does she tweet? She, oh, she tweets. She be tweeting. We be retweeting. That's how we do it. That's mm-hmm. how we show affection. Because that's how you establish a relationship. Oh, oh! in this movie, um, the dog's name is Barbara. Barbara's dog's name is Barbara. I wonder Barbara. if they just didn't like Barbara Crampton for some reason. I don't know. I don't know. They named the dog. We're naming the dog Barbara, Barbara. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, yeah, all I, I, know, I know, I'll tell you about Barbara Crampton. Before this, before reanimate, I know she's nude in this, and she's nude in reanimator. But before this, that was kind of her thing. She was nude and just she was just nude in things. She was like that girl you hire, and she's nude in your movie. Like I'm trying to remember one. There's one like there's a couple. It's like Tim Robbins, and he's going on a vacation right. fraternity. It's like all like frat boys or something. She doesn't have to be great. She just has to get naked. Yeah, but then I think you know reanimator in this. She showed she had some some sort of acting ability outside of being nude. You know, so it's like some, yeah. It's like Japanese uh, actresses trying I to mean, make I've, it big. I've always kind of yeah, thought about like that. Like, perfect blue. If you like, thing. if you like, start out that way, like it's kind of expected, right? You know, if you kind of like, 
You know, I found like out your first big picture and you're naked and then like, well, you, well, you get naked in this, right? Do it again, right? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people do the it. slow play. You know, you do the slow play. You're like, I'll never get naked. Then you show one nipple. You know, then you show two. Nip. Then you know, now you got like things like the fappening. You know, so you can say like, you know, you know, you can be like, I'm not nude, but then you can just secretly post photos of yourself on the internet, like some people I know, and just be like, oh, I'm being exploited. You know? Why are you looking at me? I'm not looking at you. Because you're the only one of us would dare post post naked photos of yourself. I would dare Wait, post. Naked I posted naked internet. photos, Mark. So I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you guys know this for a fact. Moving no. on. Moving on. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. I was gonna mention somebody else, but never mind. Somebody else. Huh? Yeah. Huh? I don't know somebody. Um, the girl. It was in the vein of, like, you start being new oh, and then okay. it's expected. Hey, here, uh, Demi Moore It's a good example of that. Started out in Penthouse, you know? Then she's uh, Nothing But Trouble, you know? I was just watching the thing about Nothing But Trouble. I was thinking of the girl, um... <laughs> the girl from Shameless, I think. Emmy Rosmer. Oh, yeah. Rosmer. Oh, everybody's naked in that. That's a sh- well, yeah. shameless. That's well, yeah. That's the whole point. So, oh, God. Thank God for shame in that show. So she's she's in a new movie that's coming out, or it is out, or something, and I'm just kind of wondering if she gets naked. I'm thinking she does. She has to. Olivia Wilde right. is always naked and stuff. Is she? I think so. Uh, hmm. I'm not interested. Me either. I don't know her. I don't want to know her. She can go to hell. Mm-hmm. Um... So I think yeah, I'm got sidetracked because of the nudes, but yeah. you know, there's other things in the world today, or not. Oh, the, the special effects were done by John Carl Bouchier. I don't know how to say that. It looks like French, but he's probably not really French. Yeah, that's it. I don't know. That's it. That's all I really n- want to say all right. about From Beyond. I only have a lot more to say. I thought it was good. It was, I, cool. was a fun time. I liked the effects. The acting was silly. Yeah, it was cool. It was, it was sort of like a fun, campy... It was fun, campy, but not as well-executed as Reanimator. Right. Yeah. I mean, we can talk about the... I mean, I, don't, I only vaguely remember the story of From Beyond, but I know this takes place at a sort of side step or further into the future from the story From Beyond. Right. It's right. not necessarily like a tight H.P. Yeah. Lovecraft Same with universe. Re- I feel like I feel like From Beyond was one of the shorter well, stories. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. like well, Reanimator only was a couple long. pages. Reanimator was like done in installments. So I think, God, it's been years since I've read it, but I think it was just, you know, he gets the machine to work, and yeah. then he tries it again, and mm-hmm. it's like, bad shit starts There's to happen. There's another story with tuning. And I don't even know like if the From crazy. Beyond story has the tuning forks. I think it's another Lovecraft story that has the machine with the resonance and the tuning forks. And I should have reread some of the it. books before. Uh, the Lovecraft books? Or some of the it's stories always, Every few years I reread the Lovecraft, I love the Lovecraft. Maybe we mm. should just delve into a little Lovecraft. I mean, yeah. You know. My favorite one was the one, uh, I think it's called Beast in the Castle or Beast oh, in the Oh, you mean, mirror. I know what you mean. Um, it's called it's like the, out, the Outsider. Yeah. The he's Outsider. like climbing up the castle. He's a beast. He doesn't know he's a beast. It's mm-hmm. one of those things and he sees himself in the mirror and he realizes that they were all running from him. Mm-hmm. It's a classic spin around, turn around. So my, 
My favorite short story was the Dream Quest oh, of the Unknown Kadath. The Unknown Kadath. But I really liked Lurker at the Threshold, that too. That was a good one. That was done in tandem with uh, August Derleth, another... Oh, she's part right, of right, right, right. I say she, but I always say she, but it's not. It's a guy. Yeah. August Derleth. I always think it's, a, for some reason, it always pops out as a lady. Because it sounds like a lady name. But anyway, he's part of the, like, a, the, to extend the Lovecraft mythos, there was a group of people who got down on that. And then there were other people... Who are existing, coexisting alongside Howard Phillips Lovecraft, like uh, Robert E. Howard, who did Conan, also uses some of the same monsters, and um, Clark Ashton Smith. It's great. A lot of like sorcery stuff, you know, mm. really cool. So there's, and they have an interesting dynamic as three people. You have Howard Lovecraft, who's a total just like shut-in weirdo, nerd, xenophobe freak, great writer, of course, but then again, sort of over-explanatory. Too much exposition sometimes, but I, I like that about him. You know, it's quirky, it's good. Then you have Robert E. Howard, who's like obsessed with his mother, and is also <laughs> like his mother like wouldn't let him get married to some girl, and then he, his mother killed herself, and then Robert E. Howard killed himself because he's he said my life is over after his mother died and went into his car and shot himself in the head. But Clark Ashton, I like Clark Ashton Smith as a third friend because he's just a straight up playboy, and he could give a fuck about any of this shit. Like he's just a he just write, he wrote poems, he wrote shit just to get laid basically, and like he's just a swab motherfucker. With these hanging out with these two dorks, I mean they didn't really hang out, but in my mind they hung out. They were pen pals, really, no. and, they, and they all wrote for like weird tales and shit. But in my mind, I see them as like a sitcom trio. You know, you think we could do that? We could we could make a sitcom. Oh, I've I've already written of them. I've already <laughs> I have already written outlines Seriously? for a sitcom with these three people. Really? Yes, friends. <laughs> yes. Well, in in in, in what's it called? In Lovecraft. Just Lovecraft. Okay. Just because he, Lovecraft goes missing, that's the idea. And Robert E. Howard and Clark Ashton Smith have to go find them, have to go find him because the ants proposition them to go look. And they have to go to India, find Abdul Alhazred's text and all this shit, you know, the Necronomicon, all <laughs> yeah. this shit. And then you find out, like, you know, and they're obviously all studying fake things, but they're real in the show. Like, Samiria is, like, real and, like, uh, the Hyperborea and all that is real. Like, so instead of, like, being uh, in the show, they're all, like, anthropologists instead of authors because they're all real. In the, sh- in the canon of the show, these would all be real places mm-hmm. and real events. So, yeah. It's neat. So this is recorded, so if anyone takes it from me, taking your ass to court. Word. Yeah. Yeah. Not you, got guys. It you guys can take it. I mean, anybody out there in listener land. You do this, and you're fucking dead. I'm going to show up at your house. Financially. You're financially dead. I will financially fucking murder you. (laughs) I will. I will. Your kids? Yeah. You know? They're not even. They'll be homeless. They will be homeless. Sorry to say. And kids don't make it very long on the streets, brother. Anyway. So. Want to move on? Yeah, we can move on. Uh, I just want to say one interesting thing about the interim between From Beyond and Dagon. So, uh, the next film that Stuart Gordon was going to work on with Brian Yuzner, he actually was hired to make this film by Disney, was Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. He wrote it. He did all the storyboards. He did all the setup work for it. He even started directing it, and then he had some kind of, like, health crisis. Like, he started having, like, almost heart palpitations or something, and they ended up taking him off. So he didn't get to make Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and he ended up making another, like, pit in the pendulum or some shit another one of these like schlocky horror movies so in his mind he was, was like he, that, that would have changed his career but for some reason he like had a meltdown and right. didn't end up directing it but huh. ac- according to him it's like the final project was like 70 percent stuff that was his idea he did yeah wow so 
So he was like that close to being like, mm. you know, like a considered a a real a real Hollywood filmmaker. <laughs> and then she had an interesting run in with like Steven Spielberg was actually the one who wanted him to, to do this to do Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Like Spielberg saw Reanimator and approached him, and because like at some point you know Spielberg was just like trying to help everybody make movies that he didn't want to make essentially. And so he that's what he, so I think the thing with Stuart Gordon thought Spielberg was just throwing him a movie that he didn't want and wasn't going to do it, and then he decided he did want to do it, and then he couldn't do it. Something along those lines. Hmm. Cool. Or it might be confusing two ideas. I don't know. Anyway, that that was about it. So, so yeah. All right. Oh, he, oh, he also he made the, he makes the Pit and the Pendulum, 1991. He makes Castle Freak, 1995, based on I said the Colorado Space in this paper. That's not correct. It's based on The Outsider, and he makes the 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 dentist and space truckers both in 1996 with jim carrey yeah what what are you talking about jim carrey space truckers i've never seen space truckers am i thinking something else i don't know i don't know i don't or john candy what was that movie where they're like space balls you're thinking of space balls that was in the 80s not space balls he also made a serious hollywood film called edmund and with William H. Macy, where it's like, William, it's not, I don't know if it's Hollywood, but William, William H. Macy is like a guy who like kills his family or some shit. And later on, he goes on, he makes a film called like Music from the Heart with starring Meryl Streep. It's like his serious movie. Supposedly, it's good. Serious. I will never watch it. It's about, a, it's about a woman in an inner city New York teaching kids violin. Just not something I would want to watch. Hmm. But yeah, so Dagon happens a little before that. So let's talk about Dagon, Mark. Dagon. Um, all right, so this is a Spanish movie, sort of. Um, it was released in 2001. I guess the Spanish name is Dagon La Secta del Mar, which, with my limited Spanish, I'm assuming means the cult of the ocean. Jeff? La Secta del Mar? Um, cult of the sea? Uh, del Mar's... Yeah. Anyway, uh, so it was directed by Stuart Gordon and written, written by Dennis Paoli. Um, Paoli. Paoli. Um, so it's not really the story of Dagon. It's Shadow Over, right? Yes. Um, it's it's much more like the Shadow Over Ensmoth. Um, yeah. Um, I always like that sequence in the Shadow Over Ensmoth where like they're coming to the hotel and he's like going between the doors, mm-hmm. like. It's just cool how he's like going from room to room and they're like coming closer and closer and he escapes and he jumps out the window. They did that in this movie and it's from mm-hmm. the Shadow of Rinse Mouth. It's a fucking sweet sequence. So yeah. Um, Fuck. We were talking about uh, budget before and Andy was like aghast at how much money From Beyond made. So the numbers I'm finding for the budget on this movie are like $4.8 million, and it only made $150,000 like internationally in the box mm, office. Geez. Yeah. Wait, so, it was in the box office. I mean, not in the box office. Then you got so, video. And no, shit. you got this yeah, straight right. video, right? No. No, no it wasn't. Well, it was released um, release, like imagine. in Spain. Oh, okay. Um, it was released in 117 theaters. Oh, okay. And I think that was throughout Spain. Oh, okay. Um, and it made less than $150,000, but then... Jeez. So I think it might have been released elsewhere... Um, Probably Italy, in theaters, I would think, because of Maybe. the renters involvement. And made, like, another, like, $40,000. So it was less than $150,000 oh, it was grossed at the box office. Um, but then it was, you know, released on DVD by Lionsgate and Metrodome in 2002. And then later again in 2004. Um, yeah. 
That's all I have to say on protection. Can I just say something interesting I found out about Dagon? Mm-hmm. I didn't. I thought Dagon was part of the Lovecraft and Lovecraft canon, mm. the Cthulhu mythos. But apparently, Dagon is an actual right. It's a different one. Deity. No, yeah. he's, he's part of. Oh, like right. He's, yeah. yeah, he's it's in the, the Bible. Of grain yeah, he's in the Bible. Like yeah, he's in the. Here, oh. I'll read it here. Dagon. Dagon was an ancient Northwest Semitic god worshipped by the early Amorites. This sounds like Ghostbusters. And by the people of Ebla and Ugarit. He was also a major god, perhaps the chief god of the biblical Philistines. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, and it's the same thing. Like uh, he wasn't a f- always a fish, but then he started getting associated with fish and yeah. And, I think it was and, grains and that, this, the whole giving the riches mm-hmm. and the gold and stuff. That was also one of these Bountiful older stories. Harvest. Huh. Yeah. That, okay. Yeah. Exactly. So, so this is something Lovecraft you borrowed. A lot of these things are Cthulhu. He just straight crafted. Right. He's just right. like Lovecraft. I like that. And Yog Sothoth and these types. You know, they sound made up. But mm-hmm. Cthulhu, which is really interesting because supposedly you're not supposed to be able to pronounce Cthulhu in the human tongue. It's supposed to be like Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Not even, but you're not supposed to be able to do it. It's right. supposed to, it's like Cthulhu, but you're not supposed to actually be able to. It's more like. Something like that, you know? Right. We don't have the mouth he works. We don't have the mouth. You have to have like a fish throat to do it properly. Right. So, I mean. I mean, you don't need any more proof that this wasn't actually the Dagon story that, you know, they're, they're oh, worshipping they, Cthulhu in Yeah, well, the they movie. are worshipping Dagon, too. Mm-hmm. They say what? Cthulhu for Dagon. Dagon is who comes to the, uh, to kills them in the boat initially. He kills the woman, the other woman. Uh, where'd you, how'd you get that? Dagon is in it. Dagon is the deity that they worship, and they say it several times. Yeah, Dagon's uh, the, they, uh, they the just, high priest of... Of the of he's who they're like who gives them the gold. He's the pr- oh, right. They, they, oh yeah, they do the say beast. that a bunch. Yeah, Dagon is just the beast. So why do they? Why are they saying Cthulhu I think it's just part of the same canon. I don't know. Yeah, all right. They're part of the same old. They're both old gods. Right, the great old ones. That's a good word for it. They're part of the same pantheon of gods, or pantheon. Right. Uh, yeah. But yeah. So yeah, I don't know. So the movie starts with um, an awful, fucking yuppie white guy. Yeah, he's got that horrible Brooklyn accent or something. He's just like, come on, guys, go gang. I don't know. It's just it's really thick and really bad. I don't know if it's he's acting that or if that's just how this guy talks, but it's bad. Same actor and was I also hate you- that woman. Oh, oh, Barbara. 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 I think she's just a bad actress. I think that's what we're. Yeah, she's with really there. bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean. She had nice boobs. Yeah. So, so that's 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 what she's unforgivable. That's why she's in this movie for right. throwing that laptop off the ship. Yeah, that was. I would have. I would have. I would have. I would have been like, "Oh, you're going too. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Go get it. Yeah. The fuck. Oh wow. I mean, also the same actor, the guy, the male actor, which uh, I'll actually look up his name. Not be such a lazy prick, Juan. While you're doing that, um, so it actually the movie actually starts with the dream, right? Yeah, where he's uh, under swimming yeah. under the sea, swimming under the Life sea, will be better. We need and he meets Ariel. Um, uh, you know, and she like opens she, her jaw and eats his face. Yeah, as you would. That's yeah. what you like. That's what you want. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she had nice movies too. She did too. That's also how I think she may have gotten into this movie. I think she's like. I think she's a uh, a more well known Spanish actress. I think so. you're right. But I think you're right. I saw a recent picture of her Mac- today. Her name is Macarena Gomez. Ma- hey, Macarena, <laughs> Macarena Gomez. Uh, I saw a recent picture of her today, and she looks awful. 
Just bad. Like her, yeah. Maybe a lot of cocaine. Yeah. Yep. That's kind of what I was like. A little rough you up after a while. Yeah. Too many underwater sequences. Yeah. She got a little <laughs> soggy. She got all pruney down there for too long. My fingers are all pruney. Yeah. That's that's definitely what happened. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So after that, they go to. They crash the boat. Crash the boat. There or the that, boat gets crashed. There were that dumb older couple. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were pretty dumb too. Yeah, the lady gets her legs stuck mm-hmm. when the boat crashes apparently into Dagon or something. And, or, well, or into the rocks storm, and then Dagon. storm comes. Yeah. So storm's coming. Maybe Dagon. Uh, Dagon probably did that. Whips up a storm because he needs a, some sacrifices because they let you know it. later and because there yeah. hasn't been a sacrifice in a year. Yeah, you gotta have at least one a year. Right. Why didn't they ever sacrifice the uh, the old guy there? I uh, think it was impure or something because he, like, drank too much, something like that. Hmm. Well, God, I guess we'd all be safe. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to Mboka. Mboka, mm-hmm. Boca, Boca. That would have been a great town if you know. It could have been a great party town. Yeah. If they had like power and, and wireless. And stuff. Yeah, people who are you know people who are into the occult could go there and get wild, like us. So I heard uh, I read one review where they described the movie as um, just like relentless. Relentless. Oh. And I kind of feel like that's pretty good with, because you know it's like. Oh, this terrible thing happens, and then it just like builds, and they're like, "Oh nope, you can't help them this way. You gotta go this way." And it's like, "Oh, now you're in this shitty hotel, and like everything's oh, fucking yeah. weird." The hotel was like, really shitty. <laughs> and then, oh, all these fucking people are coming to get you. You gotta jump out of the fucking window. And yeah. Like, oh, now you're in this fucking warehouse yeah. full of human skins. That was fun. And, See, well, yeah. Now you're being chased through the street. And By these. Now you've got to go and try and steal this car, but the car doesn't fucking work. Now you gotta break into the house because people have found you. And, like it's just like this guy doesn't have great luck. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Like yeah. runs into that one house into the woods, and it's like, but you know, it's like that little kid knee deep in water, and there's like a little kid, and, mm-hmm. and his dad comes. And, I think it would. Yeah, yeah, it'd be pretty creepy. Gonna, I mean, when he does get the car, the car fucking veers off the road. I found out just, like. So skipping ahead a little bit, but so I'm probably gonna do Call of Cthulhu, and I found out there's a there's a video game of that that was just released. There's also a RP or yeah uh, tabletop. tabletop RPG of mm-hmm. Call of Cthulhu. Oh, uh, D twenty game. Yep. Yep. On call. Okay. Sounds pretty cool. Sounds pretty. Cool. I haven't I've heard really it's good. looked into it, but I've into it a there's bit. a there's a podcast that uh, does an actual play podcast of it. Oh, I okay. haven't listened to. Right, I th- um, hmm. I'll think of the name of it soon. I actually I saw something on a board board game, a Lovecraft board game, like earlier. Oh, I've yeah, I've seen one of these too. Oh man, yeah, Lovecraft. I'll think of the name of that. Penetrated too. the culture. Mm-hmm. It's too bad. It didn't and who the fuck alive. goes sailing on a sailboat? Well, everybody. Around, you gotta have a sailboat. If you're gonna around sailboat. towns where you have no idea what they are. Well, well, they were just sailing just around the ocean, man. They're they're rich people. They don't give a fuck. Right. That's, just, that's what it seemed like to me that they're sailing wealthy. around the ocean. She's all psyched because she didn't have to do shit for I mean, the rest of her life. They just made a bunch to, of money. You should, in general, be able to just sail around like not far off the coast. You could just like, yeah. on boats like they're, that. Like they're near Spain. They're. I mean, they're. I mean, they're in Spain, but they're mm. near like Spain proper. Like it's the, like it's just a weird little town. Like it's not an island. That or just anything. seemed weird to me. 
Yeah, it is weird. Also, in's mouth, in Boca, in mouth, in, in mouth again. You in know. Boca. In Boca. Hey, we, yeah. Yeah. We get it. It's good. Anyway, yeah. It's good. That's all. It's good. It's a good thing. Good. It's fine. It's good. I don't mind it's it. Fine. It's fine. I love right. it. It's great. Fuck it. But, so, yeah. So, the Barbara. Barbara's fucking weird. I don't know. I don't like yeah, Barbara. Yeah, I hated her in the beginning, but then I realized she actually had some fucking skills, like fucking lockpicking and, oh, yeah. and all that other stuff. Yeah, what was her deal? Like, she's just, like, apparently a like, street kid. Like, where did kid. you find this crazy woman? She's just probably a street kid, just, like, hustling her way through Spain. She meets this rich she's guy like, with a birch glass, oh. and she's like, oh, you have money? Oh, hmm. let me check out my titties at you. So, yeah, I'm sure that's how that happened, and she's all psyched that they're together because she doesn't have to work or be a street kid anymore, mm-hmm. and she throws his laptop off the thing as if, like, that's going to help the situation. That's that's the money. That's the money. That's the gravy train. Bye-bye mm-hmm. gravy train. And then everything goes to hell, so. Mm-hmm. So had she not done that, I feel like this would have been a different movie. Mm-hmm. Or no movie at all. Nope. Which would have been a, a happier thing. Yeah, it would have been a happy, uh, happy Thing. Happy slappy, or maybe maybe uh, Dagon was just pissed that she littered by yeah. throwing the laptop yeah. in the lake. That's yeah. why he conjured up the storm. In the seas. Come on, he don't like that. He don't, Dagon does not like Dagon is the protector he wants of the to, sea. He's like Captain Planet, right? But of just the sea. Yeah. So Captain Sea. He wants to chill there in the depths. In the depths. And just, and, doing his and thing. have his depths be all clean. I like when he, he Dagon does the Barbara at the end of the movie. Right. That's the that's the uh, climax. I thought he needed her alive, though, and he just ripped her arms off the chain. Did he? Oh, yeah. All right. I got the names. Okay. So the podcast that does Call of Cthulhu is called Cthulhu and Friends. (laughs) (laughs) And the board game uh, Eldritch Horror, Mm. which looks freaking awesome. Yeah. Was that Call Girls of Cthulhu? Was that a thing? Yeah, I thought about picking that. I, I didn't want to. There's also a Billy. Remember the show Billy and Mandy? Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah, also yeah. an episode of that called Yogg-Sothos. Prank Call of was Cthulhu. Was in that? Was on one episode. Prank Call of Cthulhu was an episode. Uh, so yeah, they also had Yogg-Sothos in mm-hmm. there. Um, that was a fun little show. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of Lovecraft references there. And Billy and Mandy and Evil Con Carne. It's a combination, and they split the two apart. Yep. Which was weird. That was a good little show. It's a good little number. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Well, the Cthulhu cult. In this movie, definitely has way cooler imagery than Christianity does. Holy oh fuck. yeah, it's a better yeah, the little uh, the little double hooky symbol. Right, the the Taurus looking thing, and then, yeah. and then the the guys like instead of the cross, it's like that's crazy scepter thing, mm-hmm. like the fishy knife. Yeah, yeah, it's like a trident. It's like an evil trident. Mm, okay. Oh, and they had the the pyramid thing that they would throw in the water. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. <laughs> Here, Dagon. Fuck Dagon. Dagon. Come on, buddy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's exactly what we want. Yeah, she does get all. And their children will live forever. Yeah. Why not? Why? Why not? I say. That was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she gets all slimy after she gets the Dagon load blown all over her. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And. uh I didn't think that's at the end. Interspe- right, right, right. Oh, it's, yeah, it's interspecies, but he's a god, so he can make that happen. Right, but then she gets dipped back down again. No, no, no. Uh, yeah. She he brings her up uh-huh. slowly, but it had, it had happened already. Right, it it's happened already, but then happened. she goes down again. No, well, uh, Dagon comes up and oh, grabs right, her. Oh, right, he comes up and grabs her. Says mine. Right. 
But I thought she needed her alive for for to make to make fish babies. Maybe he just keep her under there and he can just rip out the baby when it's ready. He's a god. These rules are different, you know. So I guess they um, I guess they've shown this movie on TV. Not my TV. Once or twice, um, and obviously they edited out some boobies, and uh, they edited out her arms still hanging on the. That's a bummer. Yeah. That's like normal. you well, can go on like I know. Yeah. yeah, it probably aired at like eight o'clock. Right. Yeah. Perfect time. Perfect time, prime time. Perfect time for some elder god rape. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I like the human mask that the Cthulhu people wore, the Dagon people wore. Mm-hmm. Why are you wearing that oh, they might have, human they, suit? They might have edited out the live skinning too. Oh yeah, that was good business. Mm-hmm. That was good for business. That was really yeah, you know, just more of the relentless weird. shit. Just where it just like keeps on cool fucking going. Halloween costume. I've never. I don't think I've ever seen anyone do that. You just wear a human <laughs> mask, and it looks obviously just hanging just off. Looks kind of. like kind of like Leatherface or something. Yeah, yeah. Pleatherface. <laughs> <laughs> that's my, uh, that's that's my drag awesome. queen name. <laughs> that's great. Pleatherface. Pleather Check face. out these nipples. Check out my nips. So raw, so <laughs> Oh, the, uh, of the fight sequences in like all the in all the action sequences and whatnot, the sound effects are hilarious. If you act, like the punching and kicking noises are just like generic punching and kicking. It's like it's just like a, just have like a synthesizer and just like right, right. It's like it, it is exactly like an internet soundboard. Yep. Pow, <laughs> pow, yeah. bam, zip, zip. <laughs> I thought that was super entertaining. Shabwingling. $4.8 million well spent. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, I mean, I doubt this movie made its money back even after, even like, I mean, even was... after DVD releases or, you know. I don't know how that works. Do they sell it to a distribution company and then yeah, that's that? I think so. I think you can get some amount of royalties when it's sold. I don't know. How that works. Right. Like, you sell, like, the, the right to distribute it. And yeah. then I think they get, like, a small amount of royalties per. Yeah, you probably keep some royalties. Because if they show it on TV or something, you might get yeah. a little bit. So, but, for sales, I think but you still get pretty royalties. much, so, like, Lionsgate would get any money mm-hmm. from, like, sales. And yeah. maybe some royalties would go to the... Back so you guys to, ever seen, like, Castle Freak or anything? Any of these other... No. Uh, Gordon Yuzna productions? Mm-mm. They're pretty mm-hmm. silly. Castle Freak, Jeffrey Combs plays the Castle Freak, which is essentially it's the same idea as like the outsider where it's like a monster in a pit, but it doesn't really go into like the the psychological detail that the story did that made it good. It's too bad he wasn't <laughs> in this movie. Who, Jeffrey Combs? Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't. I mean, and also, uh, I don't think Stuart God- Gordon did like the sequels to Reanimator because there's Bride of Reanimator, there's right. Beyond Reanimator, Jeffrey Combs is in both of them. He's also in The Pit and the Pendulum, which is like. Obviously, the Poe story, Pit in the Pendulum. Mm-hmm. He's also plays Lovecraft in the movie Lovecraft, which I don't know if that was Gordon or not. Probably, it seems like it should have been because it's Lovecraft. The when movie. Was, when was that? It's a '90s movie, '92, I think. It's huh. just called Lovecraft. It's just Lovecraft going to a weird library and reading these stories about like Cthulhu and shit, and mm-hmm. it's pretty wacky. It's not the best. I think a Lurker at the Threshold movie would be fucking awesome. I think it yeah. would be a very good movie. I agree. I agree with you there. Absolutely. I've always wanted to, like, when I build my house, just make, like, a, a one of those a leading window. <laughs> oh, yeah. The and, window, like, yeah. A, and have, like, a 
weird squat fucking little tower out in the woods. Yeah. That you can see from it. Story. I thought that would yeah, be fucking cool. I'm like, oh, what's that up there? Nothing. <laughs> the Ambrose Pierce, was that his name? Ambrose yeah. Pierce or some shit? Ambrose something. Yeah. Or Duart? Ambrose Duart? I don't know. I think it started about. with a D. I feel like it started with yeah. a D. Yeah. It was crazy. Duart. Who's the writer? Ambrose something. Was he the guy who did, like, the, the King, not the King in Yellow, and the, I don't know, there's, like, the... It's the thing that the true detective's referencing. Oh yeah, so I read a couple of those stories from the from that book, The Yellow King or whatever. Um, yeah, I remember doing a King. Very brief amount of research. The King yeah. in Yellow, Robert. Oh, I'm thinking of, that's Robert W. Chambers. Yeah, I read the first one, which was I think was just called The King in Yellow, and it's like a guy's. He's along with another guy is is a. They're, they're getting information on people and that they're going to blackmail to get power in society, but it turns out they're both schizophrenic and there's these suicide booths throughout the story you gradually realize are probably just subway platforms. It's weird. Hmm. Yeah. It's kind of fucked that up. That sounds fun. It's fun, though. It's very fun. Wait, that was this? This, this, is, this is the That's the King in Yellow. King in Yellow, yeah. 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 What was the... Shit, what was the main character's name in Dagon? Uh, something stupid. Hold on. Yeah. It was Ez... No. Ezra. Ezra, Ezra? Godden. So both him and Till and Gasp, I think, oh, both that? had uh, Miskatonic t-shirts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was always, always with the Miskatonic t-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. The same thing also, uh, Stuart Gordon also did an episode of Masters of Horror, which we talked about a little bit when we talked about John Carpenter, because he did a couple episodes of that. He did the uh, the witch, uh, something, the dreams at Witch House. It's the one where, like, they Stuart Gordon, I know uh, Carolyn Purdy said, said a study into, oh, sorry. Well, she's she's his wife said she would leave him if he did the scene where they sacrifice the baby at the end, and he did it anyway. Mm. So I guess she didn't leave him. But <laughs> apparently, it was an issue with the network and his wife that they didn't want because there's a baby sacrifice at the end, and he ends up doing it. And the actor is the same is uh, the same guy who plays Ezra. It's Paul Marsh, and he plays a doctor who goes to some witch house, and the witch possesses him, and they have to sacrifice a baby. And there's a little uh, cat with a human face, which is really extra creepy. Actually, that Masters of Horror episode might be like one of the better things I've seen Stuart Gordon do since Reanimator. Because, I, I mean, Dagon is, is kind of a silly. Cats are silly. sort of creepy, yeah. too. Cats are cats can be creepy with a human face. Now picture a cat with a human face. Like a sphinx. Or just, but, but just right. a regular human face. Onto just a normal cat with a just yeah. flesh face. Hey, guys. Like Pretty a sphinx. Fun. Okay. It's fucking creepy. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, like a regular cat with a regular human face. Yeah. That's even creepier than like a stone sphinx that mm. we think yeah. of. Walking but around, talking to you, telling you to do things. Word. That would be good. Yeah. Don't listen to fish bitches. No, never listen to the fish bitch. They all, they're all trouble. They're all trouble. Your father should have told you about that. Uh, they have the same father. Who is the same father? Oh, uh, the fish bitch oh, and the guy. Right. He's uh, It's a sort of Luke yeah. and Leia scenario I forgot there. about that. Yeah. 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 They were. Are know. they supposed to mate? Also? Yeah. Right. They're yeah. supposed to. There's. She wins. Keep it in the family. Right. She went like. Well, he kills himself, but then he like comes back as like a zombie, right? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. She grabs. She um. Like at the end when he sets himself on fire. Uh huh. She's like, oh no. And oh, they push him, him in. down. So right. 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 Fire out. Oh yeah. So he gets burned, but he's. And then alive. magically he has yeah. gills. No, he's had. He's had stomach. He has stomach pain. Mm. He had gills from before. Oh. Because they're like, he's like, oh, look. They're like, oh, because he, he's like, father, look, or whatever, the guy. He's like, right, right, oh. right. And like, they, like, if you look backwards in the film, like, they show, 
Like, that's always there. There's always, like, the three lines on both sides of his yeah. stomach there. Like, yeah. it's always there, but it doesn't look it doesn't look like cuts yeah. or gills. I don't know if I thought it's of all it. closed like up. Dormant. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, the burning happens, and, oh, he's good the now. Bang. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, so their whole thing is, um, they, like, want to... Right, they're brother and sister, and they're supposed to bang and make some more well she wants shit. that that's what she wants i don't think well i think that's what dagon wants fish baby okay but, what uh, dagon wants and that's all baby. we can that's all but, we they, can do. but all of them in general they like dagon because they want to live under the sea with him and for eternity yeah right. and be in, you know immortal or whatever you want to live forever and um there's once the one line from the guy is funny it's funny because i think it was the uh the fish lady she's talking about how yeah, we're gonna be immortal and stuff. He's like, yeah, but there's some weird trigger. You're gonna be some fucking fish. You trying to be fish? You wanna be immortal? You wanna be a fish? Then, it's uh, like, yeah, no, I pretty much do anything for immortality. I think your name was about? like Unix or something. Who? Oh, the Unix. Unix. Lady? Yeah. Well, he's got it right there. I'm not gonna read it to him. Um, Mind your business. So, <laughs> yeah, but then at the end, then oh, like, it's um, Uxia. I like the music too. Uxia. 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 The music, particularly like at the end and. Cause then it's like they're like under the sea now, and you're like, oh, under now we can sea. be under the sea forever. But it's like that music Life is like kind of be better if it is wetter. It's like reverse Little Mermaid. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a reversal Little Mermaid yeah. thing, mm-hmm. which makes some sense because you know you find out these fairy tales that we all love as kids, they're all pretty fucked up. Mm-hmm. When you read the real ones, like the real version of Little Red Riding Hansel Hood, Hansel and Gretel, and Hansel and Gretel, and all. But Little Red Riding Hood, I like because like the, the cat calls the girl calls. <coughs> Calls a little Red Riding Hood like she when she drinks her grandmother's blood because the wolf leaves it in a bottle of wine. He says only a whore would drink her grandmother's blood. Yeah, they read this to kids. Hmm. Apparently, I think they. But th- this is a time period. Where, of, where was the MPAA for that? Well, here's the thing: the, the idea that kids are not just little adults is fairly recent. <laughs> it's a uh, they were considered to be that for a very long time. Until you know, modern, unexperienced, modern adults. school, modern pedagogy kicked in, and then we started looking at it a little differently. But up until then, they were pretty much treated like little adults. Like you work, you watch mom and dad do their thing. You know, don't tell anyone. But you know, didn't matter. Yeah. Well, they didn't really have a chance. Like you either worked as a kid or you yeah. died. It was a different know? world. That's mm-hmm. my point. When these stories were coming out, and they were trying, these stories were geared towards you know telling your kid what to do. Like don't. Fuck over your family. Work. Don't be a little dickhead. Don't wander off in the woods. Watch out for witches. Watch out for witches because they're real. And wolves. I kind of like the idea. Wolves are bad. Wolves are bad. But, you know. Okay. They're interesting. Wolves are bad. Interesting. They're bad. You're bad. That's bad. Me bad. Oh, I wanted to also kind of mention, so you know how... So you have, like... um, the idea of so, so like archetypal ideas of like so on water going underwater you have like when you have like um creature forms of animals like so you have like underwater animals you have like amphibious animals and kind of like um like um sort of like a sort of shamanic perspective it's like uh so what you know what does that mean you're you know so that's like our past right so it's yeah. like this kind of regression Right. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's like this, yeah. Deep. I think it's the theme there. It's not explicit, but like oh, yeah. the obvious like mm-hmm. uh, theme. Some, some sort of regression. And you can 
tie that into love the Lovecraft because he has all these fears of like he looks at other cultures as like he uses other cultures. Obviously, he's xenophobic and it's obviously problematic, but he uses it in this. He uses his problematic xenophobia in this literary way where it becomes a metaphor for regression and like like uh, just the overall lack of modernity and humanness. Going back to the sea is very much along the same lines as human regression and that the like humans are deep down we're all an evil little animals mm-hmm. and we're greasy and we're you know but we need to get past that because in you know New England everybody's perfect you know and we've all we've moved on and uh, yeah that's kind of his idea so like that's his like very racist but you know very Lovecraftian idea that like the modern New England man is like something to be held up and praised and Everything else mm-hmm. is slipping back into chaos. Long continuity, eccentric suit, well genetics. Yeah, and he also yeah he lived <laughs> in his aunt's house and had almost no money and um, wrote for. He was a very sickly man. Too, very sickly. Both his parents beans a day. died in mental hospitals. So he thought he would probably die in a mental hospital, although he didn't. But he did get colon cancer and died pretty painfully. Colon he was pretty young too. He was like mm-hmm. less than thirty, right? When, when he got he... colon cancer, I don't know. I think he was in his thirties. When did he die? I think oh. he died pretty freaking young. Uh, probably. Well, thirty-three at the most. I think well, I thought you... he was like twenty-two. Well, it would have been like the thirties or the forties. Yeah. I don't know. They really. I mean, there's a per- diagnosed cancer like back then. Mm-hmm. Well, they did. He had colon cancer. So. Uh, nineteen thirty-seven. No, he was forty-six. Oh, he was forty-six. Yeah. So, but so wait, what year? But thirty-seven. Still, that's, that's fairly young, even for oh, back then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the you know the thing is, people didn't just die early back then. It's that there were so many infant deaths that it skewed the uh, right, right, the average. But so stupid infants <sighs> stop dying all the time. But yeah. But there's all you know. There's a period in H.P. Lovecraft's life, so he starts off writing at his under his family's roof and everything, and then he moves to. He gets married to a woman. He moves to New York. City, he hates it there because there's too many different cultures there, and it freaks him out. And eventually, yeah, I never do that. Yeah, and eventually he divor- he divorces his wife, who described him as an adequately excellent lover for some reason, which is a weird thing to say about somebody. I can't tell if that's a compliment or an insult. And it's like adequately excellent. Well, he all, you know he, allegedly he had all these problems with like touching people and like problems at dinner parties because he's afraid of fish and stuff like that. So, but he apparently he branched out a little bit and got married for a period of time, and then ended up getting a divorce. Of his wife. His wife, remember, she's pretty. She was a looker, I think. I don't know, but anyway, he was not. His friends called him Old Lantern Jaw. <laughs> That's his friends. Yeah, his wife was a looker, Sonia Green. Yeah, That's a nice. And name. she was born in Russia. That's a pretty name. Mm-hmm. She ended up moving, I think, to like uh, where did the World's Fair take place? Because I think that's where she moved. World's Fair. Kansas? No, was it Kansas? I don't know. I forget. But you know, she moved away and from New York City and left him there, and he had a horrible time. That's where you get stories like the horror at Red Hook and stuff like that. And then he moves back to New England and is very, very happy to do so. <gasps> oh, she was a writer as well. Ah. Look at this awkward look on his face. He's yeah, he's a weird-looking dude. dude. Yeah, old lantern jaw. She is best known for her two-year marriage to American <laughs> weird fiction writer H.P. <laughs> Lovecraft. What are you known for? Well... American weird fiction writer. Yeah, the wiki article says. Mm-hmm. That's what he is. He's heavily influenced by Robert Chambers, obviously, and Algernon Blackwood, who's a good weird fiction writer. 
in his own right. I don't know, damn. Deb, he, he's also weird, very Lovecrafty stuff. Oh. She was married three times. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, what a hussy. They man. didn't divorce. Mad hussy. They didn't divorce, they just separated. Yeah, and he died. And he died. Yeah, so that's sort of like divorce. His his grave says, "I am." Samuel Providence. Green married eighteen ninety nine, died nineteen sixteen. H. P. Lovecraft married nineteen twenty four, died nineteen thirty seven. Nathaniel Davis nineteen thirty six, died nineteen forty six. She's a black widow. Oh dude. my goodness! Wait, wait, wait. Uh, she she was married three times, and all of her husbands died. Black oh, widow status. Um, so wait. So her first marriage was in 1899, and Lovecraft was born in maybe she's 90. a great old one. Uh, right. So she was she huh. was seven years older Seven-tubus. than him. Black Widow. Hey, look at this. Huh. Oh, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I I, <laughs> I think it might not that be looks, real. Oh my god, that looks like uh, one of the things from the Mario movie. All of the Goombas? Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. Which is super racist, right? Goombas? Mm-hmm. Isn't that like a racial slur against Italians? And that's, that's fun. Anyway, Something like that. Goombas. The Goombas. They're like the little mushroom people in the game. I don't remember. But Visual the, jokes on podcasts come up. I, well, yeah, we're looking at a picture well. of, a, of, a, of a woman who looks like a Goomba from the Mario Brothers movie. I don't know what it has to do with H.P. Lovecraft, unless it was like his mother or one of his aunts or something. Apparently, I think somebody should freaks. look into the Sonya Green character. I don't know. Yeah, it's a little sketchy, right? Yeah. And nothing's known about her other than really about. I, mean, I don't know married. how you give somebody colon cancer though. <laughs> right. Unless she was just like sticking radium up his butt everywhere. <laughs> right. I was gonna say. Who knows? You, you could just get those things at you the could. store. And I'll take a, a quart of radium, sir, and some penicillin for my vagina. Well, Alright, they might have divorced because she married Nathaniel Davis before H.P. Lovecraft died, but that doesn't really yeah, necessarily mean they got divorced. Yeah, it was a different city back then. They didn't really communicate. Yeah. You probably just... Yeah, she was in either Ukraine or Russian Empire. Huh. That's where she was born. They don't even know where she was born. She was married at 16. That's Buck. Buck Rogers. Uh, somebody great. Yeah, that would be a cool. Oh, that would be a cool Halloween costume if, if you could pull it off. Someone who could H.P. Lovecraft. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If somebody's tall and and getting get a prosthetic chin, you know. Yeah. Because they don't make chins like that anymore. Nope. You gotta have to buy that thing. I'm pretty sure you terminate that before it comes out of the womb. Oh yeah. He looks like a failed abortion for sure. Oh, that's pretty rough. Mm-hmm. So he's pretty rough looking. Green's best-known story is The Horror at Martin's Beach, revised and edited by H.P. Lovecraft, and retitled as The Invisible Monster, when published in Weird Tales. Huh. That's kind of nice. Yeah. Hold together, just writing some weird tales together, that sounds kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I wonder why it didn't work out, other than the fact that he was like a total shut-in and a freak. But <clears throat> I think that was the, well, the main issue. She got a job somewhere else and moved away, and he refused to go with her. Which is weird because where he refused to go with her, and yet he stayed in New like York, where she California. hated California, something like that. But he hated New York, and he stayed there while she was gone for some reason, and then just decided to go back to New England after that and live with his aunts. He had two weirdo aunts. That just spells trouble. Yeah, this is it's a, it's a sordid, odd tale, and he never really made any money off of his stories. I mean, he didn't really become popular until he died, of course. You know. Mm. 
that old. As is. That old story, you know? Yeah. In death. Huh. Uh, well, okay, so she had a hat shop in Brooklyn. Ah, yes, that I remember. Um, She's a hat girl. And she lost the shop, and old Howard there couldn't find work. So she moved to Cleveland, and Cleveland, Lovecraft lived it. by himself in Red Hook. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, hat girls. You know, there's another hat girl in the Jack the Ripper story because mm. there's the alleged jack the ripper story where it was maybe the uh the, the the queen's doctor who was involved he's a freemason if you read from hell it's basically from hell mm. but anyway the, there's a hat girl who the prince knocks up and then the queen has her killed by the by her doctor has her doctor kill him and stage it as his grand murder and then in the from hell story he just decides he's going to kill a ton more women because he decides it's going to be this super ritual to suppress womankind for all of history because he thinks that the patriarchy is slipping at this time so he decides he's like i'm going to kill these women and instill fear in them and also turn it into this this great ritual and so he's like there's some gods he's trying to appease and stuff and it's all this big blood ritual to uh suppress the, the Wait, women from hell? they still got the vote though this is from hell okay in america but not not in england Nobody votes in England. They still it's still a monarchy there, right? Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, no. Just a one king. Yep. King. Uh, tea and tr- king, tea and crumpets. King, king, king Richard. King Elizabeth. King Elizabeth mm-hmm. the third. Just making everybody eat tea and crumpets all the time. It's not a good scene. You know they put milk and sugar in their tea. Yeah, yeah. a lot of people put milk and sugar yeah. in their tea. The only main difference is that they don't, that they don't they don't leave the no, tea bags. I just in didn't the tea. really realize. They, it out. Yeah. they steep it and then they take the tea bag out, put the cream, the milk, and the sugar in. Never realized that's that. the only real difference. A lot of people do that. A lot of people well, just take the tea out, the tea bag right. out, because it's kind of pain in the ass. Right. Yeah. yeah. After it's after steeped, it's done, then you know. it's done. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people yeah. in America leave the tea bag in, though. Well, I just drink that's black coffee. That's just being that's lazy. Well, or just not knowing. Well, if you're if you're gonna put sugar and cream in there, it's a pain in the ass. Well, how you what are you gonna do? Just right. You it, lift it slightly and stir it. Then why or would stir you put it back in there? The tea bag. If I you mean, didn't know not all, not to do not that, all then tea bags that. have strings on them. That's true too. It's from I mean, the strings. So you just the uh, and then the the so Chinese the leave thing. the tea at the bottom mm-hmm. without a bag. Or you can even you can have like some matcha situation where it's so finely grain that you can right, mix, some, it just mix it right in there. There's yeah. some other places where you just like pour the hot water on and fucking take the tea right out, the leaves yeah. right out of there. Or you can boof it. Mm-hmm. It's all up to I'm you. I'm a fan of that. Pour that shit quick. Pour it right into your butt. Butt chug it. Mm-hmm. You get that real good tea buzz. There's there's coffee enemas. I don't know if there's tea enemas, though. You ever heard about this coffee enemas? No. I've, I've heard it's the a term. Thing. It's a thing. I've heard about coffee enemas. People take coffee enemas. I've heard, I've heard they're, um, they're wonderful. I've heard that. I, that's what I have also heard. heard that. Yeah, I, I kind of want to... I wanted to try one when I heard about this, and then... Um, there was like this, these I'm people, not doing it. These people were doing this, like had this glowing praise or something about it. Right? I am not helping you. <laughs> I think you can manage. All right, so I don't I, think you need a partner. You might, might help. No, I don't. You get one of the little squirter things. Your I think squirter, you could do. I think you could do it like a solo thing. Yeah, mm. a, solo, you do a solo thing. Solo but like, no, I, I forgot the story that someone told me. But then it was like, it was like a husband or wife, and they were really into it. And then the other person was like, I don't know. Whatever, and then they showed it to them one day. He's like, "Oh yeah, that was on um, My Strange Addiction." There oh. was an episode of it, 
And the, the wife was getting yeah. deeply involved in these coffee animals. Yeah, and the yeah. husband was like, this is sick. This is insane. You need to stop. She's like, just try it, Dave. Just try it just once. And he tries it, and he gets addicted, too. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, no, that right there makes me, it's like, there's something. It's obviously something to it. just think there's something going well, on the there. Well, the thing is, you got the glands in your butt, you yeah. know, so it goes straight to your fucking brain. You know? It's so glands. It's just really thin. Well, it's it's a thin It's the same thin membrane. Nose. Like, it's, it's a yeah, thin yeah. membrane between your... Uh, okay. The blood, the blood, blood vessels, capillaries. Yeah. It probably yeah. feels fun in your yeah. your 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 prostate parts. Yeah, it's boofing. You're boofing coffee. Mm-hmm. You're boofing it up. It's not technically boofing because it's, it's going a liquid, up your butt. What's well, in a liquid form? So it's an animal. Well, it's an animal. So it's we an know animal. it's a coffee anima. Yeah, We're trying to find a comparison here so we can understand this coffee anima situation. No, I, I'd like to. I'm gonna make a little note here. <laughs> Remind myself about these. I'm gonna make a note. Never, ever try a coffee anima. Boof coffee. I don't think I'll have much Espresso trouble. Espresso anima. That, that's oh, the, there you go. Fun. I just go cocaine anima. Fuck it. Uh, you can, or just inject it straight you into, your, that. into your butthole. You can do both of those things. At the same time. Just mix it yeah. with a little bit of saline. There you go. You're in it. In it to win it. That's right. Hmm. Hmm. That's where, yeah. This was a natural course for this conversation to take. Makes sense to me. Makes sense to Lovecraft from beyond the yeah. grave. He is Providence. <laughs> he is Providence. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, you know, the Ruben Chapina album, Cacophony. You should listen to that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. My favorite. Lovecraft. It's the best. Pretty pretty sweet album. It's got a great, great stuff. Got a great stuff in there. Yeah. So well, many bands and stuff have taken. Taken Lovecraft craps. Yep. Uh, they've know, boofed Lovecraft they've boofed very Lovecraft many into times. their music. Metallica has Lovecrafted. Oh, yeah. Portal. Portal. Wait. There's there's two songs right there's right Call, Call of Cthulhu, Cthulhu and then the thing that should not be oh right yeah it's Call of Cthulhu is all instrumental correct yeah the thing that should not be there's that awesome line or it's like um and not dead which eternal lie yeah with stranger eons even, even death, death may die yeah. oh, dead, death, dead death dead death dead death so good, mm-hmm. so tasty, Lovecrafty, and yum yums. Mm-hmm. So like us on Instagram. Like us on. Oh, we don't have an Instagram. I'm sorry. Don't like us on Instagram. <laughs> Delete your Instagram. Like us on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, Seriously, oh, thanks. Thank Stitcher. you. Thank you for um, listening. You should Stitcher. Yeah. Yeah. If you can find iTunes. The time, iTunes. I think that's the important one. Yeah. iTunes. We're on iTunes. We are on They're Spotify. All They're all equally important. We're on SoundCloud. That's our sort of home base. Like us on there. Write a comment. Right. If you like us, write a positive right. comment. If you Reviews don't like us, are the most tell us anyway. Tell we us anyway. We don't care. We might even you know listen to you. If you have suggestions, I don't know. It depends. Depends on how we're feeling that day. We might even like read them on air and call you out for grammatical errors and shit. You're yeah. right. Yeah. So no Nazis. No, we probably will have to do that. Grammar Nazis. Yeah, well over here. Yeah. I mean, maybe we won't like make fun of you, but we'll read it on air and Yeah. We'll give you shout outs. We'll give you a shout out. Good or bad. Well, good or bad. Any kind. All the kinds. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Night night. We thank enjoy you. doing good night. this. Thank you. Till next night. time. Toodles. Wait, never mind. Bye. Right. Bye. <laughs>